Why does the Second Amendment get no love from our Supreme Court? This week, the Supreme Court denied review of 10 cases involving the Second Amendment. And this is something that you all are concerned about. I got a comment from PJ that said, why? Why is the Supreme Court not taking up these cases? They keep pushing it off. Think about it. These are our fellow citizens who are asking the Supreme Court to protect their right to defend themselves, their families, and vulnerable members of their communities. Our Second Amendment benefits all law-abiding Americans, not just those who choose to own and carry firearms. It's been 10 long years since the Supreme Court has acted to protect our fundamental Second Amendment rights. They have crafted avoidance of this issue to a high art. James Madison observed that the advantage of being armed is one that the Americans possess over the people of almost every other nation. Alexander Hamilton wrote that the best possible security against a police state is a large body of citizens that is ready to defend their own rights and those of their fellow citizens. Thankfully, Justice Clarence Thomas called out his fellow Supreme Court justices for failing to protect a fundamental right. Remember, nine Supreme Court justices determine which of our rights are protected. I'm Gail Trotter, a liberty-loving and tyranny-hating attorney based in your nation's capital. My hope is to keep you informed and to be your advocate in Washington, D.C. I have three points to share with you on the development of the Supreme Court denying review of these 10 Second Amendment cases. Point one, the Supreme Court has failed for over a decade to protect our beloved Second Amendment rights. On Monday, Justice Clarence Thomas released a dissenting opinion in the case of Rogers versus Gruel. This case concerned a New Jersey law that denied a law-abiding citizen the right to carry a firearm for his personal protection when he services automatic teller machines in dangerous areas. New Jersey law requires a citizen to show a, quote, justifiable need for owning a gun before a handgun permit will be issued. Justice Thomas talked about how the law says that generalized fears for personal safety are inadequate. And Justice Thomas, in his dissent to the Supreme Court denying taking up this very important case, Justice Thomas wrote, the petitioner is forced to operate his business in high-risk neighborhoods with no firearm for self-defense. I'm going to link down below to Justice Thomas's opinion. I hope you will read the whole opinion. It is so excellent. It has so much information that will benefit you and also will benefit you when you talk to people who don't understand what's going on with the Second Amendment, with our fundamental constitutional right at the Supreme Court. It will arm you intellectually to have those discussions. Now, Justice Thomas writes that the text of the Second Amendment protects the right of the people to keep and bear arms. We have stated, we that being the Supreme Court, we have stated that this fundamental right is necessary to our system of ordered liberty. Going on, Justice Thomas writes, 
Yet in several jurisdictions throughout the country, law-abiding citizens have been barred from exercising the fundamental right to bear arms because they cannot show that they have a justifiable need or a good reason for doing so. One would think that such an onerous burden on a fundamental right would warrant this court's review. This court would almost certainly review the constitutionality of a law requiring citizens to establish a justifiable need to exercise their free speech rights. Can you imagine? Can you imagine New Jersey passing a law saying that New Jersey citizens cannot have free speech unless they prove to somebody of New Jersey, a court or a local authority, that they have a justifiable need to exercise their right to free speech. Can you imagine that? That is what Justice Thomas is pointing out in his opinion, in the beginning of his opinion. Justice Thomas goes on to draw an analogy to the rights that are protected by the Supreme Court. He says, it seems highly unlikely that the court would allow a state to enforce a law requiring a woman to provide a justifiable need before seeking an abortion. But today, faced with a petition challenging just such a restriction on citizens' Second Amendment rights, the court simply looks the other way. This is a powerful defense of the Second Amendment by Justice Clarence Thomas. And I think that his pointing out that abortion gets a separate type of protection from the Supreme Court than the Second Amendment really illustrates a point that I have been trying to drive home for years. For some reason, our United States Supreme Court tends to treat the rights that they have invented with greater esteem than the rights that are in the black letter of the Constitution. The Second Amendment is in the actual text of the Bill of Rights to our Constitution. The right to keep and bear arms of the people shall not be infringed. And yet the Supreme Court, Justice Clarence Thomas points out, if they were faced with a petitioner coming before them saying, my state is making me show a justifiable need before I can exercise my right to, uh, to obtain an abortion, you can be darn well sure that the Supreme Court would take up that case. But when faced with the same type of requirement by a state to show a justifiable need for a citizen to exercise a Second Amendment right, which is in the black text, the black letter of the Constitution, the Supreme Court looks the other way. My second point to share with you on this new development in the Supreme Court is that the public right to carry is inherent in the Second Amendment. So this goes into a huge national discussion that we have been having that varies from state to state. Whether or not the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms means that you can just keep a firearm in your house. And Justice Thomas talks about this limiting the right as being you can carry a firearm from your bedroom to the kitchen. And obviously that is an absurd characterization of the right under our Second Amendment. So the historical background from England shows that there was an idea that you could have the right to carry a firearm in public. And this opinion by Justice Thomas goes into the historical legal background from England, which of course is where we derived our understanding of fundamental rights. He also goes into the understanding of 
the right to defend yourself at the time of the founding of our nation and at the time of the passage and the ratification of the Bill of Rights. And he says that gives further support, not just the history, the legal history from England, but also the understanding at the time of the founding of this nation and the passage and ratification of the Bill of Rights, that there was this understanding that public carry was part of the inherent right under the Second Amendment. He also goes through the antebellum era and the understanding during that time of a public right to carry. And he really forcefully goes into a discussion of the particular attempts to deny freedmen the right to keep and bear arms by con former Confederate states and by mobs under the 14th Amendment. They have this right by the Constitution, which is undergirded by the 14th Amendment and makes it apply to the states as well. And that was of particular concern to freed blacks after the Civil War who were being hunted down by mobs of former Confederate soldiers who wanted to deny them this fundamental right available to all American citizens. And I'm quoting Justice Thomas here. States of the old Confederacy engaged in systemic efforts to disarm recently freed slaves and many of the 180,000 blacks who served in the Union Army. Armed parties often consisting of ex-Confederate soldiers serving in state militias forcibly took firearms from newly freed slaves. And Justice Thomas goes on to say the importance of the right to carry arms in public during Reconstruction, right after the Civil War, and thereafter cannot be overstated. The use of firearms for self-defense was often the only way black citizens could protect themselves from mob violence. It's so fascinating how these themes run through history. The past is prologue, and we're seeing this now with mobs trying to take over city centers and trying to enforce political change by looting and rioting and violence instead of working through the legislative process. And it's incumbent that American citizens be able to defend themselves against this. And I think that when we take what is going on in current events in conjunction with Justice Thomas's analysis in this dissent, it is very compelling. My third point to share with you about this development is that lower courts need to respect the citizens' fundamental Second Amendment right. Justice Thomas wants to ensure that lower courts follow the Supreme Court's guidance and protect our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Justice Thomas writes, we should settle the conflict among the lower courts so that the fundamental protections set forth in our Constitution are applied equally to all citizens. He observes correctly that lower courts are resisting or ignoring the Supreme Court precedents in the cases of Heller and McDonald, these were decisions by the Supreme Court in 2008 and 2010. And Justice Thomas rightly points out that lower courts are applying a made-up standard that the Supreme Court did not apply to Second Amendment cases. Quote, the Court of Appeals test appears to be entirely made up. There is nothing in our Supreme Court precedents that supports the application of what has been described as, now this is a mouthful, 
a tripartite binary test with a sliding scale and a reasonable fit. If that sounds absurd to you, it is absurd. Justice Thomas says, clearly it is time for us to resolve this issue. So to, to recap what we have learned this week, the Supreme Court has not taken action to protect our fundamental Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms since 10 years. It's been 10 years since the Supreme Court has stepped in to try and regulate uh, what the states are able to do in regard to our Second Amendment. And on top of that, states are doing all sorts of stuff that they shouldn't be doing to infringe upon this right. And when law-abiding citizens object to these restrictions, they take it to the courts and ask the courts to protect their constitutional right to keep and bear arms. And the lower courts are ignoring the Supreme Court precedent, and they're doing it with impunity because the Supreme Court has been silent on this for a decade. And you're seeing a split between how the courts treat it. So if you're in New Jersey, you will have different uh, observation of rights than you do if, say, you're in Georgia. And these, this is a prime example of where the Supreme Court usually jumps in and gives guidance if the federal courts have a different view, if they have a split in the decisions that they're rendering for citizens. Justice Clarence Thomas is a hero. He should be lavished with praise. But thankfully, he doesn't care about public opinion. He cares about our Constitution. He is a brave man. There is no better example of this than this week's dissenting opinion. The Supreme Court needs to start protecting the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment inherently contains a right for law-abiding citizens to carry firearms in public. The lower courts need to be corrected by the Supreme Court. Please contact the Supreme Court and let Justice Thomas know how much you appreciate him looking out for your constitutional rights and for encouraging his fellow justices to do the same. You can reach the Supreme Court at this address that I'm going to link to below. Thank you so much for joining me. Subscribe so you don't miss a single daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below like PJ did on what topics you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com. And also follow her on Twitter at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now. It's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.